Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl. You already know why you're here because you are ready to listen to such a great interview with the Julia Renee and it is so fun fucking good. I am beyond speechless. Before you listen, please make sure to head over to our Instagram at that gym girl podcast. Give us a cheeky little follow, maybe tag us, give us some five stars on Spotify. Y'all already know the things. It goes such a long way. I actually cannot stress that enough. Anywho, enjoy the episode guys. Welcome back to another episode of that gym girl podcast. Guys, today I have a very special guest with me who's actually not with me. She is based over in Austin, Texas, and that is the incredible Julia Renee. Julia, how are you going? Hello. I'm doing so well. I'm awesome. It's a nice rainy day here in Texas, and I'm sipping on an energy drink, and I'm excited for this. I'm so excited. Now, I was doing a little bit of my own stalking, and I was like, oh, I'll put a resume together for Julia. Bitch, your resume is like so long. I was like, oh my gosh. So just hold on a second because I need to intro you and we need to just like put a timer on. So Julia is an IFBB wellness pro. (sighs) Amazing. You're a fitness coach. You are a posing coach as well. You're also the ultimate buff babe, which I'm going to get to that term. I love that term. Uh, And you're also part of two podcasts, not only one, two um, and you've just brought out your own journal bec- called Know Your Power. Yes. Oh my God, how do you have time yeah. to breathe? I know. It's so crazy because in my mind, like, I just, I forget that I do all of these things because it's just, when you love what you do so much, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So thank you for reminding me to be super grateful for all of that. Yeah, and also give yourself some credit because you built that. Yes, I, I love what I do so much and all of these little facets of it. It's just so great. That's so exciting. Now, I wanted to start this off because I know that a big term on your social media is becoming a buff babe. 
And I want to know how you became the ultimate buff babe. So when I was doing my stalking, as I said before, I just felt this one thing coming through the screen. And that was, you just want to empower women and uplift women and make women feel strong. And that is all I felt from every piece of content that I saw. So I need to know, where did this all stem from? Why did you feel the need to do this? I love that question so much. Um, so I started with the term buff babe when I started basically doing what I do now. So I guess I, I'm, the way that I would describe myself is like I'm an entrepreneur. I am a bodybuilder. It's like a part of it. I'm a content creator. But when I started doing all of this and getting really into fitness, the one thing that I started noticing about the industry, and I think that it's actually changing right now, which is so awesome, but people have a stigma about women having muscle. And if you have muscle, then you lose your femininity. And to me, I think those things are so equally intertwined, hence the word buff babe. So you can be buff, but you can't, and you can be a babe yeah. at the same time. So you can be feminine, you can be muscular, whatever that looks like for you. If that means like you're in the gym and sweats, if that means you're in like a little onesie, like I do with like, polka dots and pink like whatever it is whatever your vibe is you can be both you can be feminine and you can be a little bit of the masculine as well and I think that's one thing that I myself have struggled with a lot being a little bit more of a hyper masculine female as I've struggled with dipping into my femininity and when you see me it's like I always have full face makeup hair done like fully decked out and like whatever you know I only wear gym gear because I just <laughs> that's all I do so and, and wearing like bright colors but uh, but I'm very masculine with how I speak and how I present myself I'm like a bro at the same time so I just created the Buff Babe Academy which is my coaching program because I feel like you could be both and I love that the industry is accepting more muscular uh women and instead of bringing them down, kind of bringing them up, which I think is amazing. Mm, I completely agree. I, I mean, I don't live in America. I, li- I live in Australia. And I know the culture is definitely still, it, there's still a stigma over here, for sure. Um, yeah. It's definitely, I I have not seen somebody who is a quote-unquote buff babe in the gym in Australia very frequently. I, it's not super accepted. So I love the fact that you are breaking that stigma and it's so powerful and it's so necessary. Like the fact that we have to even converse about this obviously means that there's a need for it. Agreed. Agreed. So have you always been this type of person? Because chatting to you now, you're confident, you are, you know, you back yourself. I can see all this. I can feel all of it. But have you always been like that? Um, I would say that back when I was a little bit younger, I always had this kind of personality where like when I did speak, like, you know, I was speaking, but it wasn't actually coming from a genuine place of confidence. So I didn't really have that confidence in me. It was all just kind of a front to hide that I don't know what I'm fucking doing. (laughs) I'm actually not that confident, but I would say that bodybuilding and all the things that I do now and how I can speak to people on my podcast, how I run events and go on stage and literally be half naked, all of that has forced me to be more confident. And don't get me wrong, almost every day I have those moments where it's like, 
Oh my god, Julia, you're terrible. You look awful. She is way better than you. You're a piece of crap. Like, all of those terrible thoughts that we have swirling in our mind, I have them all the time. But the difference is, when you start building a little bit more confidence and you know yourself, is when those thoughts start coming, you can bat them away way easier. And it takes way less time. So I feel like now... I have been able to force that growth in me and force that confidence. But when I was in high school, you know, I'm naturally very introverted. And I think that a lot of people are surprised by that Yeah. because of all the things that I do that are very extroverted. But I'm literally the type of person, like, I'll be around humans. And then I go home and I'm like, <laughs> I need five days to decompress and then I'll be back to humans. And it's just, it's wild. It, it takes a lot out of me. But... I've learned to manage that and how can I manage it and also be introverted when I need to and be extroverted when I, um, when I need to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I, the thing that really resonated with me there, I don't know if you did this, but I often do the thing it's called, I'm fucking scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. And I think that's the, one of the biggest aspects of life that people don't do. There's so many things that we're scared of, whether it's leaving a job, leaving a relationship, maybe moving, maybe starting your fitness journey, maybe failing, maybe like introducing yourself to someone. All of these things are very scary for sure. But if you can just say, I'm going to go in scared, confused, um, feeling lack of confidence, feeling a little bit less empowered, but I'm going to do it anyways. What's on the other side of that is unbelievable, is unbelievable. And you will never be able to find that out if you don't just take that step. Life isn't supposed to be safe and easy and just, you just wake up and you go to work in a box, you drive to work in a box. And that's what me and my uh, uh, fiance always talk about. It's like, you go to work in a box, you drive in a box, like you sit in a box, like you just, and you, you're like a robot all day. Life isn't supposed to be like that. There's supposed to be more depth, yeah. more to it, more things that are exciting. And we get to that place where we just do the same thing every day because it's what we're used to because com- comfort is comfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortability is very uncomfortable. And a part of that is doing things that are scary. Yeah. And- Absolutely. And I think that relates to a quote that you said. So you actually read something and I wrote it down because it was so, ah, it hit me so hard. So on the other side of pain, this is what Julia said, on the other side of pain, you will get introduced to yourself. And I read that and I was, I was speechless for a hot sec because, yeah, because it's so fucking true. It's so fucking true. Once you get over that pain or that hurdle obviously there's going to be more hurdles of pain in the future but let's not talk about that (laughs) it never stops but once you get over that initial hurdle or that really big hurdle of pain you do get introduced to the bad bitch or to the strong person or to the resilient person so can you take me to a time where that what where did you derive that quote from say that the the main thing that that quote came from is for me I've I've struggled with a binge eating disorder from 15 to about I want to say 22 I'm 25 now so I've been recovering for three years because at 22 is when I realized that I had it so 
I was at the lowest point in my life where, weirdly, I got my my breast augmentation done, and I was done competing, and then fell into the deepest depression that I have ever experienced in my life, and I didn't know how to get out. Like I felt like I was in a cave, and there was no way for me to climb out, and that's what you feel like when you do struggle with binge eating, you feel like there's no way out or you are depressed and you feel like, how am I going to get from point A to point B? Because it seems so far away and that's what gets people stuck in that same loop because the fear of how hard it's going to be to climb out of that hole is too much so they'll just stay there. So I think that was one of the lowest points in my life that I had and also on top of it, I had post-show blues. I had gained a ton of weight because I had got the surgery done. I was on medication for the pain, and I don't take any type of, like, stimulant like that or medication, so it really affected me negatively. And, yeah, so it was a whole bunch of things. My hair was falling out all at the same time. Jesus, this. I know. (laughs) I was like, all right, pile it on, world. But the thing is, is like, I really didn't know if I was going to get out of that point. So that's where the quote, um, on the other side of this pain that you're feeling right now, whatever it might be, whoever's listening to this, there is, you are going to meet your greater, your higher self. Because what the example that I always like to say is like, have you ever dated a person where you are so in love with them and you break up and it feels like it's the end of the world. You're crying and you're crying and then you come out of it and maybe you meet, like you actually meet the person you're supposed to be with or you realize, wow, they treat me like crap. It's kind of like that. All of this pain happened so that you can realize how much more self-worth that you needed or that you could actually meet the person you're supposed to be with. I feel like that's a very like simple example that everyone's been through. Yeah. You look back and you're like, oh man, I get why that had to happen for me to level up into this bad bitch that I am now. Shit. I'm but feeling attacked, guys. I feel attacked. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's so, that is me tenfold. Like the relationship example. Oof. Oof. Yeah, we're not even going to go there, but that that boy in the past, we've leveled up and now I've met the man of my dreams. So I'm very, very lucky. So good. Um, So I kind of wanted to go into the, the social media aspect of this all. So yeah. actually, I'm going to, I'm going to reverse a little bit because I did have a question and it lost my mind and now it's back. So she's going to stay here. <gasps> So we were talking about finding the other person, finding yourself on the other side of pain. Who did you find? So who, what, what, what version of Julia did you find? Oh, such, you're such a good interviewer. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> such good, like deep questions that kind of like all intertwine. Amazing. Sorry, sidetracking. <laughs> I love that because these are things that like I didn't necessarily ask myself. So right now you're going to get my raw and real answer, but I would say that the person before the pain or during the pain was losing her power. And one of my main focuses that I have with my little glow up light is know your power. So I felt like powerless. I felt like everything was getting drained from me and that I had no control. And so whenever I came out of that and I got my body back, I got healthy again, my hair started growing back. Um, I was happy. I was on a routine. 
And I realized from then that I was like, Julia, this quote that you have lived by for years, you am, you were losing that. So coming out of it, I realized that like I am more powerful than I think. I just forgot it for a second. Yeah. I forgot that I am the one who decides if I'm going to be depressed or not. I am the one who decides if I'm going to wake up and go do cardio because I know how amazing it makes me feel. I am the creator, the sculptor, the artist of my life. And I forgot that during that time. So the person that came out of that was, you are more powerful than you think because you got yourself out of a place where you thought you couldn't. Yeah. And that in itself is so fucking powerful. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to shift it a little bit into social media. So for those who don't listen, um, Julia is fucking huge on social media, period. Um, <laughs> I, I clicked on you. So I'm going to give a little bit of a context. And this is a, my own fangirl moment. I clicked on your profile and I was like, lol, scam. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, scam. Um, because Julia reached out to me to come on the pod. And then I looked at you and you're a real person. I can see you here. Um, but yeah, it was just insane. You've built this incredible platform and it's not even just Instagram. You're across every multitude of platforms. And I think that you should have credit where credit's due and the quality of your content. Like I'm not trying to kiss your ass here, but the quality of your content is incredible. Like you just have to know that. So was social media always a part of the plan for you? I would say that I think it was for me always a part of the plan because when I, I technically came into this industry a lot later than most people did. So I think I started wanting to post fitness content, wanting to help other women realize like they had the power to change their body the way that they wanted to. And that that was okay because it's for me, it's like, I think a lot of people get not confused. What's the word? They get misled by the fitness industry because they think that it's okay. Just like your body, you should just be okay with how you look and how you are without doing anything. And I totally agree with that. Like, it's really good to be, I'm okay with my circumstances right now, but I know that I can be better. And that's where it's different for me in the way that I kind of view it is that like, yeah, it's okay to be okay where you're at, but it's not okay to be stagnant. So when I started learning all these things, I was like, oh my God, fitness has made my whole life, my, my, my relationships, um, my personal life, my health, my mindset, it strengthened all of that, which I wasn't expecting. So in 2019, I was like, I have to share this with people. And Literally, I had 800, I think it was seven to 800 people on my Instagram because it was from high school. Yeah. And I would post pictures, just pictures of me and my little cute gym shark sets that were matching, but I would crop out my face. And what's crazy is like, you can tell by photos, by how you present yourself, how you feel about yourself on the inside. So for me, that showed me that I was cropping my face. I didn't really want anyone to know that it was me I was still insecure about it and now you can see on my Instagram it's like I show everything I tell everybody what I'm doing here's my life like everyone knows but it went from that to that it's like how so I did that a little slower 
I researched a lot, like, okay, well, how does Instagram work? Like, how how can I build a platform where people trust me, where they can come to me, and I still keep those practices that I learned to this day. And, like, the main ones are just, like, being consistent. And it's going to be annoying people hearing that, like, our consistency. But literally, <laughs> if you want anything in life, you need to keep going. Because if you stop, most likely you're stopping right before the good part's coming. Yeah. That's with diet, that's with your training, and that's with growing your social media. So I just kept staying consistent. I kept posting every day. I would go on my stories and give, like, tips or mindset tips, things that, like, I was going through. And I think the biggest part that has grown my social media is the vulnerability aspect of what I do. Yeah. Because a lot of people look at bodybuilders or fitness influencers and they just see like what they look like and that's it. And they don't get to see the human aspect of them that is actually what makes them who they are. The body is just the second part. Like our spirit and who we are on the inside is what people are actually attracted to. So that's why I've been able to cultivate like the most amazing group of women and men over on YouTube, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram because I was just open and vulnerable and I was like, hey, this is the, look at my job. Um, This is what I'm going through. You know, I'm struggling mentally right now with binge eating or I'm having a really hard time looking at my body in the mirror because I'm not loving it right now. And that aspect of it helps people connect to you way more instead of looking at you as like a, you know, here's just a picture on Instagram that I'm scrolling through. They actually feel like they know. Yeah. So when people meet me, they, they know me already. They feel like they know me. Yeah. Which I, I love. And that's been the biggest part of growing what I've been able to grow. Yeah. And so I, I think that's incredible, but does it ever get a bit overwhelming because you have to shop and be that person seven days a week out of seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I think that this is actually, I'm glad you're asking me this too, because um, I had, I also, another thing that I do is I have a binge eating support group on yeah. Facebook with over a, like a couple thousand, I think, oh, wow. of women. And really the group is just for us to be like a community of other people that are struggling with the same thing. I'm not a doctor. Like, I'm not here to like, this is what you need to do. This is what you should do. It's just, I've been through this and I've been able to somehow get my pro card and be someone who struggles with binging. Like you can do it. So in that group, I was talking to them last week and I just started crying and I wasn't like planning on crying because whoever really plans on crying. And I was telling them, I don't know why right now I'm just, I'm feeling like I need to be perfect all the time. I'm feeling that I need to come on these calls and tell you that, I don't struggle with binge eating or I'm not struggling with portion control or body issues. And then I told him, I was like, I realized that the reason y'all are here is not for me to be perfect whatsoever. So I would say that social media does do that. And I can I can tell you that I have a lot of friends that also do it as a, for a living and almost all of them feel the same way. If there's the pressure to have a curated feed to make it look like everything is going great and everything's, Hunky dory, but really people don't want to see that. People don't want to see you be perfect because no one can relate to being perfect because it doesn't exist. No, absolutely. That's so <laughs> true. And I think as person who follows major accounts, I'm just a tiny little baby on social media. Um, <laughs> 
And so as somebody who follows, I can give that kind of feedback. It does get overwhelming. I'm sure it would be for the content creator, but for the person following, if you see the same shit and the same photo of the same person in the mirror, it gets a little bit daunting or a little bit, you start to internalize that and compare your life to that. And obviously that is the issue of the follower. You know, they've got something going on in their life. Um, so in terms of body image, are you able to re- uh, discuss that a little further and how potentially competing or social media has affected your body image? I would say both have equally um, in the bodybuilding sense where you, as a bodybuilder, you see your body get to a level of leanness and muscularity that you, that most humans will never see in their life. And the reason that they'll never see it is because it's not supposed to happen. Our bodies are not supposed to get that lean. So that's the one thing that I tell people about bodybuilding when I share that this is what I do. It's like, okay, I'm doing this thing. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And it's not a way to live your life all the time. Do but you I like do it? it. But I, yes, I still love it. And the, re- the reason I love it is because of all of the benefits that I've gotten from it as far as learning about myself. Um, but yeah, you see your body get to that level. And when you start going back to like, like right now, I'm at a regular body fat, like people, normal people would look at me right now and still think like, wow, she's super fit. But me, since I'm not shredded, I don't have my six pack. I um, don't have like veins coming out. I still walk around right now thinking that I look terrible because I don't look like I did on stage. And it does that to bodybuilders so much, but no one really talks about it, (laughs) which is annoying for me because I'm like, hey, I'm over here. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Struggling and it looks like your life is perfect. Uh, is there something wrong with me? Like, what? So, so that's like the bodybuilder aspect of it. Do they offer support or do they offer any mental coaching or like after the show or post-show check-ins? No. Wow. No. And a lot of bodybuilding coaches that are out there do not offer a reverse diet. So basically, um, say you get to a thousand calories at your lowest when you're about to hit stage, a good bodybuilding coach would give you a reverse diet 
which basically means a couple, maybe like two months or three months of how do you get back to normal? Yeah. Here's a diet to get your body back to normal. Some coaches will just drop you. Hey, you figure it out. And then you just gain a bunch of weight. Your hormones are messed up. Your metabolism is kind of shot because you've been putting your body through so much. But that's why I hit such a wall in the story that I was telling you about before when I just went downhill is because I just stopped caring and I didn't know what to do with myself. So it's tough on your mental to like look at your body objectively once you're off stage and get back to being a normal human because you forget this leanness, this is not normal. So why am I still expecting to look like this? Because I cannot walk around at 11% body fat my whole life where I will literally die at 25. Not literally. Please, please don't. <laughs> yes. Um, so- and then I think like the social media aspect of yeah. it is that you see people looking that lean and good year round. And then you expect that you have to as well. Which is also not realistic. No. Because like holidays come, life happens, like shit just happens and it's not it's not realistic (laughs) no I completely agree so what do you say to yourself when you're in these moments for me when it's like a bodybuilding phase and I'm getting off of my show the things that I usually tell myself is like you're actually getting healthy right now this is a good thing you gaining body fat right now is good because you need to get your period back you need to like start eating more food you need to just feel like a normal person you need to get your energy back so I tell myself those things but then sometimes it's like that's not enough you know it's just uh, like you're doing what's good for you sometimes it's not enough you need like backup things to like help you and I just I journal a lot I'll look at my body in the mirror and literally force myself to say nice things about it because we need that sometimes and that's kind of hard to do Because when you look at yourself, you're just like, oh, like you're just pointing out all of the bad things about it instead of all of the good things that it does for you. Like the fact that like you can walk, the fact that you got up this morning, the fact that you can push weight in the gym, like the things that our body can do for us without breaking down is incredible. But we're just taking it for granted because we can do it. Yeah. So this is your reminder, ladies, to be kind to your body because uh, she does. So fucking much for you. It is incredible. Now, I'm going to give a trigger warning. Um, we probably should have done that at the start, but that's okay. Trigger warning for um, talking about eating disorders and that type of thing. Now, I guess I want to thank you, Julia, because as you as you said before, you do talk openly about this. And I don't think you realize, or maybe you do, the impact you're having on so many women's lives. I think there'll be women who look at your content and just go, thank God, thank fucking God. Like somebody said it, you know what I mean? And so I think that that needs to be said. So I was going through your content, stalking a few of your YouTube videos, just living my best life. And I came across this concept, control, alt, delete was what you called it. And it really resonated with me, not only for the binge eating aspect that it plays, but also the role it plays in every part of life, you know, body image, you know, self-doubt, that type of thing. Could you tell the listeners, what does Control-Alt-Delete mean? So Control-Alt-Delete is a little kind of like an acronym. Is that that the right word? Acronym? I don't know. Um, Control your emotions. Alter your thinking. 
and delete whatever it is. It might be a negative thought. It's most likely it's going to be a negative thought or delete that um, unhealthy pattern. So we're controlling it. And like you said, this can be used in any aspect of your life. I like to teach it where with binge eating to control the emotions that you're having because a lot of times binge eating is triggered by feeling lonely, feeling angry, feeling stressed. Um, all of these things can trigger you to want to go into a binging episode. So what happens and th- what this kind of looks like in real life for me is say I'm getting super anxious because I'm just overwhelmed with work. So I'm starting to think of like, okay, okay, uh, I have to do this, I have to do this, and your brain starts scattering. So I think of control, all delete. So I start controlling my emotions, all of that like chatter, the static that's going on in your brain. Because right now it's bouncing off the walls. So once you can just control it and acknowledge, okay, this is happening, this is going on around me, control. Okay, I'm so sorry, but my dog is barking so much. That's okay, we can, we're going back now. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, so, control, controlling your emotions, controlling your thoughts, whatever's happening. Being aware that these are happening, and then bringing it back to like a baseline. And then when we're talking about alter, so altering the thinking, right now you're thinking about stress, you're thinking about all the things that you have to do with work. You might be even thinking about binge eating in this sort of case. So how can we alter that? How can we change the direction of what it, where you're going right now to something that's a little bit more positive. So instead of thinking about how stressed you are, let's alter it to do something where you can decompress or you can actually plan and go and organize your things in your journal so that it seems a little bit less chaotic. Yeah. And then delete, literally just delete the thought out of your mind, delete that you can't do it, delete the negative thoughts, delete the bad body image. And all of this is just, it's mindfulness. It's just being aware of the things that happen in your brain. Like being the thinker of your thoughts is the best thing that you can possibly do. Because so much of my life I spent just not even really knowing what was going on inside my head. Because it just runs. Like it's our, our brain's job is to just run and do things and think things and go down rabbit holes. But we forget that we're the ones who are in control of it, hence the control-alt-delete. And then, like, another way that this can be is, is if you're thinking negatively about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're like, maybe you see something on social media. You see a girl that's shredded, big booty, small waist, she's perfect in every way. And you start thinking, why don't I look like that? Why am I not that pretty? Why am I blah, 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 blah? Control the thoughts. Put them in a bubble. Like, imagine putting them in a bubble. Alter your thinking. I have really amazing legs. I am working really hard right now to be productive, to work on my fitness goals, and then delete the negative thinking. So it's just a simple thing that you can use in almost any aspect of your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the mindfulness aspect of it, I have to add in here, I love how practical you are about this. And I don't know if people realize you're actually a very clever, intelligent woman who knows how to articulate these theories and I really appreciate that and I think something that's okay something like mindfulness is you have to practice day in and day out or even every now and then 
becoming centered with your thoughts and really being aware of them. And I think that that is really powerful. And kind of going further into what you've said on socials, there was a theory that you said, which was the animal brain versus the human brain. So where, what does that mean for you and how does that relate to binge eating? So I would say that the, for the animal brain and the human brain, or I would say like our actual, actual higher self, what, which is the human brain, we'll still keep it with animal and human, but the animal brain is the part of your brain that just like runs, that just does whatever, that just goes off of routine. It's usually those things that are wired in your head and you don't really know why. It's just kind of there because most likely you've been living this pattern over and over and over and over again and you don't really realize it. For example, your animal brain is working when you drive somewhere and you don't even really know how you got there. Because yeah. it's so great. Like you drive to Starbucks because every morning you know this is the routine that Julia has. Julia does this at this time. That's your animal brain at work. It's just kind of doing what it's programmed to do. And then we have like your human brain, which is like your higher self. And that's where you actually think about your thoughts. You control your negative emotions. That's where you're actually like going to work inside your brain. And the way that this works with binge eating, your animal brain is the part of your brain where you just kind of react to things. So if I'm going to give you an example of how the animal brain works with a binge eater is that when I am alone at home, it's a trigger for me to binge eat. And why is it a trigger for me to binge eat? Because for 15 years, that's what I did. So your brain is doing its job. Our brain is trying to help us by creating connections to make our lives easier. So if it knows that when Julia's home alone at night, she likes to binge eat, let's create that, I like to call them wire, like a wire in your brain that's like, oh, she likes to do that, let's make it easy. So that's why when you're home alone and you have the thoughts of, I want to binge eat, why it pops up and why it keeps popping up because it's a routine, it's a ritual, it's a habit that you've ingrained in your brain. That's the animal brain at work. But the thing is, is you can unravel, just like you can learn a bad habit, you can unlearn a bad habit, just like you learn good habits, like going to the gym when you first started was so hard because it wasn't a habit and you didn't really enjoy it. Now, most people listening to this podcast, you can't imagine yourself not going to the gym Yeah, because you've, you've done that, you've created it. So that's kind of how I like to describe the two, and if we're going to even break it down like simpler... The animal brain is just kind of like, it's almost like on a, it's like a robot. It's all those things that you have planned in your brain. It might be from years and years ago. And your human brain is one that actually can decipher it and move through it. So you can definitely control whatever you're thinking about. Yeah. And it just might be a little bit harder because I was a binge eater from 15 to 22. So I have it wired in my brain that I am a binge eater for that many years. So unwiring that and undoing the damage that I have done takes a little bit longer because it's been there for so long. Yeah. No, that's... But it's definitely possible. And I'm seeing people do it in my group all, every week. It's possible. Did you come up with that theory? What? The animal brain? No. Okay, I was going to say... That's... It's insane. Like, that's such an awesome theory. Mm-hmm. There's actually, and I think it would be great for like all of the listeners, 
but the book that literally saved me and got me out of my binge eating cycle and realized like why it was happening was book Brain Over Binge by Katherine Hansen. And she goes over these topics in there. And there's also one called, oh shoot, I forgot about it. Brain Over Binge is the first one. And the second one is Never Binge Again. And in Never Binge Again, it goes over the animal brain versus the human brain. And once you figure out there's actually like logic behind what you're going through, it makes it so much easier for you to tackle it. Because before you know the logic, like that there's actually going on, there's something going on in your brain, you kind of just think you're crazy and you kind of think that there's something wrong with you. Just, it's, it's the same as like someone who's addicted to um, alcohol, drugs, porn, whatever it might be. The same type of thing, it happens with those. Like my fiance was addicted to porn from um, like 12 to like age of 30. Oh, wow. So that many years he has ingrained in his brain this habit, this cycle, even though it wasn't beneficial for him. But the same way that he had to unravel it, like I unraveled binge eating and create new wires in my brain, he had to do the same thing. They're very, very similar. Like I have a girl in my binge eating group that was um, uh, addicted to alcohol, and she's realizing now that now that she's not addicted to alcohol, she's kind of transferred it to binge eating because it's the same addictive cycle that you get it. Yeah. So she's doing amazing now, though, and it's awesome. That's so good to hear. Oh, my gosh. Now, I want to kind of loop this podcast and bring it back to the start. So at the start, you said that you felt like everything was falling on top of you and you were in this pit and you were kind of just sitting at the bottom of it going, help, let me out. <laughs> um, let me out, I'm <laughs> um, There's going to be somebody listening to this or somebody in your Facebook group, somebody on your stories who feels this way. They feel like they're in this pit. If you could give them some type, something to hold on to or some type of message just to say, look, just hold on to this for a little bit longer, what would you say to that person? I would probably say that it, it truly is going to get better no matter how much you think it won't. There is, there is a light, and I know that's a very, like, cliche thing to say, but really, when you're in it, you don't think that there's any light. Like, you really, because you can't see it. Like, if we're just going to put it in a visual, imagine you're at the bottom of a dark well, and you literally are so far down, you can't see the light at the top of the well. But climbing out of it, the way that it was useful for me is that I would have to force myself utterly force myself to do the things that I know before that happened made me happy. Like journaling, reading, going to the gym. I would, oh, it was so hard. It was so bad that like I wouldn't go to the gym. I would just go to the apartment gym because I was like, okay, this is a step. This is at least a step. And once I did that, I was like, okay, even if you're going to journal and you're just going to write about how terrible your life is and how negative you think, eventually it's going to start turning into something more positive. So once you start and you figure out what these things are that really light you up, you are going to slowly start crawling out of that well, slowly, slowly, slowly. And then you're halfway and you kind of see a little bit of light and you're getting a little bit happier. You're a little bit less like cynical. And then you're like, oh, it's there. And then you climb a little bit more and then you'll be out of it. I'm telling you just like, it's going to be like pulling teeth at first. But just taking those little steps 
those little things and everybody listening to this is going to have something that's different that lights them up or that used to light them up and really excite them but most likely it's probably gym related yeah. mindset related but you can't get out of it there's gonna be a light you'll see it yeah and I love that you said take one step at a time because sometimes people will say oh just put a trampoline in the well and jump out you know what I mean it's all or nothing Ooh, I love but it's not, that's not the way to do it. It's baby steps. It's one little, you know, you might slip down when you're trying to climb out and then you have to keep climbing. It is taking exactly. those little steps. I love that. I love that. I'm totally using that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw a trampoline in. <laughs> you can't throw a trampoline in. It's too big. <laughs> so this kind of concludes the podcast in a quite nice way but Julia I want to know what's coming up for you girl what is what's going on um for me right now I'm just I'm feeling really called to you know for for bodybuilding sense you know my main goal with the bodybuilding industry is to be a voice for people that do struggle with binge eating for bodybuilding and bringing a little bit more of the femininity and the emotional side and the mindset into bodybuilding because it can be very such a like just falls to the wall do the thing so that's my goal with the industry is to like shine some light that people do struggle with eating disorders in it and that you can get through it so that's the goal that I have with the industry and obviously I want to be Miss Olympia which is basically like the Olympics of bodybuilding and then more so like in my personal I mean I say personal life but it's still work related um, just really focus on building that binge eating support group because it's like the most important thing that I do and I do it for free yeah. and it's crazy because like I, I make no money doing it but I love doing it more than the things that I make money from doing because all of these women are like growing they're getting better they're all opening up to people that they've never met in person before and knowing that they're not alone which is an incredible thing to see and then like you know obviously like other things I don't know just just that's the main things that I'm focusing right now and and then more so on like a personal level is just like how can I learn to to just continue to be a better version of myself right now when I'm not in a bodybuilding space because my mindset is completely different when I'm in my off season which I am right now so I'm just I'm really learning how to balance everything. Like, how can I eat balanced, but also eat fun foods that I like? And as someone who's struggled in the past with the eating disorder, that is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning that right now, and I think I'm doing a really good job, and I'm really proud of myself for yeah. it. So, yeah. Go you, pop off, sis. That's so good. I'm yes. so glad. It sounds to me that you're kind of feeling content. And I think, oh, yeah. like, you've got some huge goals coming up, and I'm not going to disregard them. That That's incredible. But it's nice that you're having this little pocket of time to be like, okay, who's Julia during the off-season, and what's she about? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, like, the best thing that you can ever give to yourself is that time to just really, like, who am I? Like, what do I like? What don't I like? What boundaries can I set? What can I do more of? What should I do less of? It's really, It's really exciting to do that. It's scary, but it's exciting at the same time. That's so exciting. Now, I do this thing at the end of the pod, which is my highlight of the week. So it's just, I love gratitude. I love practicing gratitude. So it's something, it can be a, it can be a brag. If you've got something you want to brag about, this is the space to do yeah. it. If you've got something that you're just loving or you're excited about, do you have anything like that this week? Uh, I'm trying to think. 
It can be shallow or it can be really like deep and meaningful. So sometimes mine is superficial as fuck. So don't worry. Gotcha. I love that. Um, I think for me, so I went to, uh, I work with First Form, which is a supplement company. So I went out to visit them this week. We did a couple like shoots for products and stuff. And I got back home and one of the girls sent me the sweetest text message. And I was just so grateful for it because I've been going through a lot of life changes right now. Like things are happening super fast and it's, it's, it's been a lot. And so she messaged me just kind of like applauding me for like everything that you're going through, but you still showed up and you were there for everybody else. And she was like, that was incredible. And I wasn't expecting that because I was just being who I am. And so I was just grateful for that message because she just, she made me feel really good. Is there's times when you're like, am I showing up the best that I absolutely can? And she just kind of like reaffirmed that to me. And I barely, like we barely talked, but she was like, oh, it made me feel great. So yeah. that's what I'm grateful I'm going to add a humble brag at the end there for you then. Um, this is a brag for Julia because she won't say it, but she showed up to that photo shoot even though she was feeling off and we should give credit to her. So I yeah. take that girl, okay? Um, yes. Yeah, you own your own power. You Thank know your you. own power. Um, so for me, hmm, th- this is going to be superficial and it's completely different to Julia's. Julia's was very meaningful and, lo- and really nice. Mine, mine on the other hand is it's winter in Australia and it is about 28 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit. I'm not going to Google it for you. I have no idea what Fahrenheit is. <laughs> I don't know. We don't do Fahrenheit over here, but it's really fucking hot. And it's beautiful. There's no clouds in the sky and it's winter. I'm just blown. That's so amazing. I don't like the cold, so I'm just, I love that for you. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I'm very content. Like it's raining outside for me right now and I'm like, I'm depressed. <laughs> Isn't it summer for you? No, it is summer. I don't know why it's raining. I'm confused. Well, look, I'm going to I'm gonna live in this heat because I'm going to the UK for winter. So, so oh, wow. I'm going to freeze. It'll be a nice change. You'll, you'll come back with more gratitude for where you live. How about that? I'll be pale <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be see-through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. I'm going to use that now. I'm going to say that. I'm going to be like, Julia said I was yeah. see-through. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you for tuning into the episode. I will plug all of Julia's socials below. And I also have written down the books that she's recommended, so I'll put a link to those below as well. So please check her out and everything that she's about. Thank you, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for you and for this opportunity. Um, So I don't want to be like, I told you so, but that episode was kind of amazing. So if you liked it and you want to hear more, um, make sure to give us some five stars. Give us a cheeky follow. Y'all already know the things. Hit me up on socials. And if you guys ever have a guest or a topic that you want me to discuss, feel free to slide into my DMs and tell me about it. As always, be kind to yourself. Do something for yourself. Oh, and maybe get some hot chocolate because um, you deserve a cheeky little hot chocolate today, okay? Bye.